Hey, it's Jonathan Brocious. Let's pray together. Stop your weeping. She is not dead, but asleep. And they began making fun of him because they knew that she was dead. Luke 8, 52 through 53. One of the first movies that I remember watching that wasn't for children is Men in Black. I love that movie. I know Will Smith slapped somebody at an awards show and has probably been canceled. I'm not sure. I don't really know who's not canceled these days, but that movie is still hilarious. Spoilers for the movie follow, but it is almost 30 years old, so I don't feel bad. Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones play their roles perfectly. Tommy Lee Jones is an aging agent that works for a secret government agency that protects the world from aliens. Will Smith is a young police officer working for, I think, the Los Angeles Police Department. One day on his shift, he starts chasing a bad guy on foot. He chases him for miles, running up the stairs of a tall building to catch the guy. The bad guy's getting winded, and so Will Smith finally catches him. And then the bad guy blinks. But it's not a normal blink. The eyes blink sideways with a weird gill-type action. That's when Will Smith knows that something is wrong. The men in black show up, dispatch the bad guy who's actually an alien, and then they find out that Will Smith outran the alien. It's impressive. Evidently, this type of alien is very fast. They take Will Smith into their training camp and they test him. After they passes the tests, they begin to teach him. The world is actually full of aliens. They are undercover as humans and they wear disguises. Every day, crazy things happen and it's the fault of aliens. It's the job of the men in black to keep all of this under wraps. It's their job to keep the regular population from believing that we are our own planet separated from all the rest of the universe. Anytime someone discovers an alien, the men in black use a device to wipe their memory. They replace the memory with a new story to describe the strange events that the person witnessed. The movie presents as a comedy. Will Smith is a typical smart aleck with a bunch of great lines. You know, he says, the difference between you and me is, I make this look good. And one of my favorites is when the elder agent explains Elvis. He says, no, Elvis is not dead. He just went home. (laughs) The movie just makes me laugh. All the way until the end. At the end of the movie, the agents have just saved the planet from another massive invasion. The camera starts zooming out. We see the city, and then we see the state, the country, the continent, the planet, the solar system, then the universe, but it keeps zooming out. Before you know it, the universe is simply the decoration in the center of a marble. Lots of other marbles with other universes are spinning around it. The viewer's brain is now blown with the idea of multiple other universes. And then, all of a sudden, you see an alien with three fingers grab all the marbles, toss them in his bag, he pulls the drawstring on the bag, walks off, and the credits roll. The point is made, although without any subtlety. What if there's a lot more to this world than we can see? What if some of the people around us are aliens? What if, what if there's other worlds out there? What if there's another force that's just playing marbles with our lives? What if we don't have the ability to see what's really going on? Jesus pulls a similar trick in the book of Luke. In Luke 8, we read the story of Jairus' daughter. Jairus has a daughter that's 12 years old and she's dying. Jairus comes and asks Jesus to heal his daughter and Jesus agrees. But on the way, the crowds get so thick around Jesus that he can hardly walk. And then a lady that's been dealing with bleeding issues for years touches him to get healed. Jesus stops and talks to her. At this point, if I'm Jairus, I'm frustrated all these delays, and my daughter's paying the price. Finally, Jesus starts moving toward the house again, but then a servant from the house arrives and informs Jairus that it's too late, the daughter is dead. 
And Jesus says something that makes absolutely no sense. She is not dead, but asleep. What? Are you serious? The other people around him also start laughing. They know death, and this girl is dead. As I was looking at the story, I began asking a couple questions to myself. Number one, were these people wrong? Was she in some kind of coma? But the answer to that question is no, because when Jesus healed the girl, the scripture says that her spirit returned to her. If her spirit was gone, then she really was dead. So then that got me thinking. Number two question, what if we don't understand death? What if we don't know what's going on when someone dies? Jesus looked at a dead girl's corpse and declared her to be asleep. What if Jesus has information that we don't? It wouldn't be the first time, would it? Maybe when the creator of the world looks at us and says, she's asleep, we should believe him. Too often we get focused on the information that we can process with our own senses. The world is limited by what we can see, hear, feel, taste, and smell. If we can't get the information that way, then we don't trust it. The problem with that philosophy is that our senses are limited. We can't see and hear everything that's going on. We are not capable of receiving enough information to put together a complete picture of the entire world. And so we have to trust other sources. And this is where all great debates begin. Which sources should I trust? How do we determine what to believe? I've chosen the scripture as my source. And scripture says there's a lot more than I can see or understand, so that's what I have to believe. When Jesus looks at a dead girl and says she's asleep, I have to believe him. I have to believe that he understands more about what's going on with that little girl than I do. So what impact does this have on our daily lives? Well, for starters, it means that there's a lot more to live for than this sad world. There's another world out there that we need to be thinking about. And that's today's challenge. Ask yourself, do I truly believe that there's more than I can see and hear? And if there is, what does that mean for my choices today? What do I have to do differently because of that? Let's pray. Dear Father, I choose to believe what you've revealed to us in Scripture. I believe that there is another world. I know that you'll tell me what I need to know. Help me to live for the eternal reality and not just for the temporary one that I can see and hear. Some questions for you as we close today. Do you truly believe that there's more to this world than you can see and hear? And if that's the case, how does that impact the choices you're making today? Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time as we pray together.